Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ramblin' Rev. My name is Scott Dalen. I'm an ELCA pastor in Southwest Iowa and I present these episodes every week for a couple of different reasons. Now, the first of which is to take my brain out of the mode of background work over the course of the week and move into the process of writing and preparing a sermon that I'll preach to my congregation for the weekend. That is the first reason. And the second is just to allow you, the listener, to gain some different insight in the assigned text for the week according to the revised common lectionary. So that is why I do these. Now, this one, one once again, I am actually not preaching this weekend, but want to try and keep up the regularity of posting episodes to stay in the rhythm of that. So I am recording one of these off the cuff, just kind of giving a little bit of insight without the background work, without the in-depth work that I normally do, a little bit more of just being familiar with the passage and so sharing some thoughts on it. So that's what we're looking at this particular week. This Sunday is... January 12th, 2020. It is baptism of our Lord Sunday. Always falls on the first Sunday after the day of Epiphany. Epiphany is always on January 6th. It is the first day after the uh, the 12 days of Christmas are completed of January. The 6th is the day of Epiphany when we celebrate the visit of the Magi or the wise men as they are commonly called. And then we move into the season of Epiphany that will take us through until we hit Ash Wednesday and move then into the season of Lent that is coming up here at the end of February. But the first Sunday of this season, as I mentioned a moment ago, is always baptism of our Lord. And as it's right there in the title, of course, that is what we focus on, Jesus' actual baptism. So our assigned text for this Sunday, again, January 12, 2020, comes out of Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. And then we'll just get into it a little bit. This is probably going to be a fairly short episode, but wanted to give you a few insights into it anyway. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he was coming up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. All right, so that's the passage. Pretty brief one, only four or five verses, pretty quick. What's happening here? Well, as we have at the beginning of the adult Jesus or the adult, the, the period of his ministry, we actually find that it's starting off with, with the story of John the Baptist and his ministry of baptism and re- preaching the need for repentance out along the Jordan River. That's been going on as the forerunner of the Messiah. And now we hear that Jesus comes from Galilee, which is in the north, to John at the Jordan to be baptized. Now, there's a couple of different sites along the Jordan River, which runs down the eastern side of of, the, of uh, what we now call Israel, to uh, a couple of different sites where they think that happened. There's one that's in the north, closer to Galilee, and then there's another one that's actually very close to the city of Jericho, farther south, very close to the Dead Sea, uh, and really not very far away from the city of Jerusalem. Uh, that's the site that I myself have actually visited when I was in the Holy Land here about two years ago, but but 
Anywho, that's kind of where that's at uh, geographically in terms of where things are happening. But it's kind of out in the wilderness. The amazing thing about uh, this particular portion of the Holy Land is how quickly the terrain changes, how quickly the, the climate and the just the uh, general type of land that you're in. Um, now, not to say that the southern portion of Israel is overly lush, because it's not. It's, it's definitely dry. It's definitely kind of rolling and hilly and rocky. But uh, there is still some vegetation. And then as you get down closer to the river, it's definitely like that. But uh, in the area between Jerusalem and Jericho, uh, as well as the Dead Sea and where, where the river is at, uh, it very quickly turns to desert. Um, interestingly enough, the city of Jericho is considered an oasis in desert land. So uh, it, it makes me think if you've ever seen uh, pictures of the area known as Qumran, which is where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. Uh, you can see it's very, very desert-like in that area, and that's similar to what would be here. But so that's where the the ministry of John is happening out there in the wilderness. Uh, speaks into the prophecy that we hear about uh, that's applied to him as behold the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Uh, that in Greek that's eremos, and that also means desert, wilderness, desert. Same, same word. Uh, that's just a little bit of background, though, of where this is happening. We hear that the, the ministry of John is going on, and now in the midst of that, Jesus is coming to him to be baptized. He's kind of pushing back, like, hey, you should be baptizing me, Lord. I, I should not be baptizing you. But we hear that Jesus states, this is proper for this to happen, to fulfill all righteousness. Now, I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about there. What's this righteousness that he means? I've got some theories. I think perhaps it is in order to show that we share in the same baptism as Jesus. We often declare, at least within our funeral liturgy, kind of a theme that I tend to fall to when I'm preaching at funerals, is that we share in the same baptism as Jesus. And because of that, we are joined with him in his baptism. Likewise, we are joined with him in a death like his. And the promise is that we are also joining with him in a resurrection like his. And I think that that's all all connected in this. We share in the same baptism that Jesus himself shared. And what we find in that, this is one of the very, very rare times when all three members of the Holy Trinity are present and accounted for. We hear about all of them. As Jesus is baptized and comes up out of the water, uh, we hear the voice that says, this is my son, the beloved with whom I'm well pleased. So we have God the Father, or God the Heavenly Parent, God the Creator, if we want to say that. We have the presence of Jesus physically, um, God the Son, and now we also hear that the Holy Spirit alights sending like a dove and uh, is, is present there with him. So all three members of the Trinity, which in my thinking anyway, gives a little bit of credence into um, the logic behind our baptismal liturgy. When we baptize, we baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that actual instruction comes from Jesus at the end of Matthew's gospel in the Great Commission in chapter 27, or is it 28? I don't know, the last chapter. Um, in the last chapter of, the, of Matthew's gospel, when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we see here at the beginning, uh, before his ministry even starts. And then we find it again at the end. And those are some really strong bookends to uh, around this Jesus event, this Christ event, and specifically the event of his ministry and then subsequent death and resurrection.
and I often talk about this in baptismal classes, either with families or when I'm teaching it with my confirmation students. I mentioned that we share in the same baptism, um, and maybe that's what Jesus is talking about when he says this is proper to fulfill all righteousness. And remembering that if we share in his same baptism, that we also are called into the same aspects of ministry. Not that our ministry looks the same as Jesus, but uh, what I love about this, the baptism of Jesus here at the tail end of chapter three, and then the very first thing we hear in chapter four, which is right after this, is the temptation of Jesus when he's led out into the desert, into the Eremos, into the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by, by Satan. And then as soon as that is done, he moves straight into his ministry. And I oftentimes talk about in those classes, as I mentioned, that just like Jesus uh, his baptism did not protect him from temptation. In fact, it almost seems like the Holy Spirit led him out to be tempted, which is weird, but that's kind of the way it's worded. We also find that uh, he was empowered to do the work of his ministry. And likewise, we receive the same Holy Spirit that came upon him. That's the promise that we receive. And we too are empowered to begin our ministry in whatever form we are called into. And of course, that looks differently for everyone. So here at the beginning of Epiphany, as I think a little bit more about that season, what it stands for, the, that we we celebrate ways that the that Jesus is revealed to the world in Epiphany. That's really what this season is about. And one of them is that he is revealed through the action of baptism and the reminder, the remembering that he was baptized just as we are. And that when we are washed in the water, whether it happens when we are a baby or whether it happens when we are a child or whether it happens when we are older or even as an adult or even at the end of our life, that we are receiving the same baptism, given the gift of the same Holy Spirit and given the same claim as beloved child of God. And we, we share in all of these things because of the promise of Christ coming to us through the sacrament of holy baptism. So that's kind of what's happening here. Again, this was definitely one of my shorter episodes. I know it's not carrying on too long, but uh, just wanted to share a few thoughts and kind of stay in the rhythm of releasing these episodes, as I mentioned earlier. Now, just a heads up, there will not be a sermon coming from me to follow up to this one because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not preaching this week. So there will not be that one of those coming into the feed. Also, next week, I probably will not do an episode. I may, uh, but I'm going to be on vacation uh, in the days coming up, and I'm not sure if I'll actually produce an episode or not. So we may have a week off coming up, but we'll be back at it the week following. I want to say thank you for uh, tuning in, for giving a listen. If you appreciate these, hit subscribe. They'll come to you every time they are released. You'll get them right there in your inbox, which is always a plus. And if you happen to be an iTunes listener and want to give us a rating and a review that kind of helps uh, the algorithms take things more into uh, in front of more people to uh, be able to continue to spread the word on this. I want to say thank you again. Hope you have a blessed week and we will catch you next time.